How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. So I will never, ever make light of mental health issues Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But I am in a complete depressed state. (laughs) I After only one week? After only one week? I can't shake it. It was such a bad. bad weekend. I mean, between UCF's debacle on Friday, the Cowboys last night, which I can't wait to just go off on, and then just basically losing every pool that I'm in. Yeah, it was pretty crappy. Yeah, not the best for us Cowboy fans. I mean, really just a poor performance, a disappointing performance. Uh, And then obviously with the Dak injury, which we'll get into, kind of leaves the whole season in shambles, uh, which sucks after one week. Uh, You know, you saw kind of a lot of teams disappoint yesterday you know a lot of messy games in week one but as expected you know there's going to be upsets you know it's the biggest overreaction uh week of the year because you know week one doesn't usually oh, tell the whole to tell the whole story I but you know we're ready will, to overreact yeah, you know overreact overreaction monday for us we still got the monday night game Broncos seahawks which we'll talk about you know next episode since we're you know recording this before then that is my lock of the week uh, but if we start with the games and go one by one and kind of play uh, our game we play on Tuesdays, what we got right and what we got wrong, uh, go through, uh, you know, just looking at the pickums this week, you know, I, I didn't come in first, but I was up there and, uh, you know, I had to scroll a little to, you know, look down and, and then see where your name was uh, this week. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm ready to get into this all up until that, you know, Sunday night game. Uh, we started with your lock of the week, Saints Falcons. I mean, what in the? Why, why can't we start? Why can't we start with the Thursday night game? No, well, we talked about the Thursday night game, you know, but a little bit. I just want, I want one thing to. I just, I wanted to start off on. Yes, Noel, you were right. I was wrong. You were all over the Bills being dominant. Can't we yeah. just start with that just to make me happy? Yeah, you, sh- sure. You know, go, go. Okay. Fine, fine. You know, you want to bash on me before we get into the the bashing of you. So let's start with you know Bills yes. Rams. Yeah, I, I just want to say I was all over that. I was right on. The Bills dominated in every fashion. The Josh Allen looked all world, and uh, Matthew Stafford has elbow issues, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought that the Rams kind of, you know, just just looked off, you know, chemistry-wise. They looked like they knew every play, you know. they Stafford knew every route that Cup was going to, you know, run, and they ran it to perfection. This one kind of looked like everyone was out of whack. Everyone was, you know, not really knowing what was going on. Cup still had a huge game, uh, but, you know. the He's ridiculous, man. Yeah, he, He's he, just insane. He still, you know, went off for a crazy game, but, you know, Allen Robinson didn't do anything in his first game. Akers had zero yards rushing like like no one else was kind of helping out on the bill side. Josh Allen just seemed to throw it to whoever was open. It didn't matter. He wasn't staring down Diggs, even though Diggs had a big game and had that big catch kind of to, to seal the deal. Gabe, you know, Gabe was also early on a favorite target. He was just throwing it around to all his guys. And I think that was the difference. Allen, you know, had, had trust in all of his other guys. I'm not sure that that Stafford really trusted uh, Allen Robinson yet. You know, uh, Skrwanek, uh was playing a lot. In that, you know, first half, yeah, I didn't really think that he wanted to throw that, you know, throw to him a lot. So I think it's going to take some getting used to not having maybe some of those weapons from last year. He doesn't have OB, OBJ anymore, doesn't have Robert Woods. So maybe that's, well, you know, Van what we're going to see. Hurt. Yeah. Right. Van Jefferson well, also hurt. And, and is it possible that Cooper Cup is on pace for 221 catches this year? <laughs> I mean, 
he 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 He's if so he good, does, man. you know, so more, you know, more records and then just keeps breaking records, you know, year after year, it's just put in a it's going to be right ridiculous. Uh, now let's get to Sunday's games. Okay, uh, you know, you started one and zero, and then and then Sunday kind of went downhill. What a game, Saints Falcons. You know, I, you know, thought more and more throughout the week that this was a lock. Like you went with, uh, you 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 know, you love the Saints to win big, and the more and more that I kind of, you know, went throughout the week. I think the less I kind of like, you know, liked it. I looked at it, and there was some injuries for the Saints. They were missing some guys. Um, you know, was Michael Thomas going to play? Was he not going to play? Actually, had a very good game and did play. Uh, Winston was fine. Uh, this was more on the Saints' defense, the strong part of this team right. that I thought was going to carry this team uh, with with maybe some offensive inconsistency. They gave up. I mean, over 200 yards to Mariota throwing and over 200 yards on the ground with Mariota and Cordell Patterson, who, you know, I was I've been saying is still the guy there and the number one guy um, in in their offense overall. Um, And he had a fantastic game, 120 yards on the ground um, there. You know, they they got up big and they were up by 16 in the fourth quarter. But as you know, what do the Falcons do? You know, in in, in every game now, it it, it seems like this is just a weekly occurrence. Um, they blew it. Saints come back uh, and win on that last second field goal or, or last minute field goal by Will Lutz. And it kind of just, you know, you, you, us as Cowboy fans are dealing with it bad. But, man, this Falcons organization and, and they're they're, you know, th- this kind of karma on them that they just can't close out a game is getting ridiculous. So a couple of highlights. OK, number one, where was Alvin Kamara? How is your best player not touching the ball? Nope. I mean, he ran the ball nine times, and he was thrown the ball four times. Like, I am, ju- I was shocked. The best play of the game was the run by uh, Taysom Hill, where he ran for yeah. like 58 yards. Mm-hmm. Other than that, the Saints couldn't move the ball on the ground. Jarvis Landry was the only wide receiver at a good game. I mean, Thomas had the two touchdown catches, but other than that, did nothing. Right? I mean, it was a sloppy game. The defense was terrible. The Falcons blew this game. I mean, the fumble that uh, Zacchaeus had was terrible. Mariota mm-hmm. fumbled and lost one, which wasn't very good. But overall, I mean, the Falcons had this game, but they couldn't put it in the, in the end zone. I mean, thank God for me, I have Young Hu, you know. Uh, oh, what Hu a game. Was, the, yeah, yeah, Young Way Koo. Great. You know, had like yeah. 20 points as my kicker. I mean, that was that was the best part. But, you know, it just shows yeah, like this. My kicker in the league. Maybe this Falcons team can be a little competitive. Uh, Patterson again was really strong. You know, Drake London had had two nice passes ac- uh, across the middle, and Pitts wasn't even involved in the offense nope. this week. So, you know, interesting stuff. I, I think I, Mariota, you know, plays you know really hard and, and tough. Doesn't have the best arm, but is still great. You know, and, and is elusive and can run. I mean, it's it's possible the defense wasn't that bad. Like, I you know I I saw more than I expected from the Falcons, but you know a lot. Yes, the def- the defense of the Falcons played better than expected. Where I got totally wrong was Cordell Patterson. I, I guess he is for real because I, I got to start thinking that he's actually a running back and get he, off this train that he was a one hit wonder. I'm seeing more and more, and why I really believe that last year wasn't maybe you know wasn't an entire fluke, even though I, it, 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 I I believe it's because speed is just so undervalued and you know maybe he's not the stereotypical running back but he's just fast you know he is he was a kick you know he's one of the best kick returners of all time that's how you know got his his start and he's he yeah he's tough he's strong he runs over people and he's fast i mean it's it's just a gadget guy that that you can stick back there 
And, you know, we're, we're, this is why everyone's saying don't pay running backs because you can get a guy that's just Cordell Patterson um, and, and you don't got to pay him that much. So I, I think that uh, that you could see that, you know, keep going throughout the season. Uh, let's get to another upset here or, you know, get to an upset yeah, that wasn't upset. blown. Uh, what a what a game in the muddy and downpouring Chicago. Uh, what a, you know, disgusting game and just sloppy game all over the place. Uh, but the Bears come back from 10 down at half, uh, scored 12 in the fourth quarter. Justin Fields played, you know, you know, hero Terrible. ball to win this game. It, well, I, I thought, you know, in terms of throwing the ball, it was, you know, look at the conditions that, you know, he played terrible, Lance played terrible. But in terms of winning the game, the plays that Fields had to make between or, or behind that awful offensive line, that was uh, like the worst blocking I've ever seen. And if it wasn't for Fields, you know, evading some of those plays, they would not have had a chance to win this game. So to me, this was Fields playing hero ball, and it was a big game for him to win against a team that we all expect to be contenders in the NFC. Well, first of all, put San Francisco on the list, and there are going to be plenty of teams on this list, of the most disappointing week one performance in yep. recent memory. Yep. This was terrible. Absolutely terrible. You held Justin Fields to 120 yards of passing on 47% throwing the ball. You gave up under 100 yards of rushing, and you lost the game. Yep. Like, it's unreal. I mean, what the hell? First of all, I'm telling you, I'm not wrong. This Trey Lance is going to be the biggest bust on the planet. I don't care that he's a great athlete. He is not a NFL quarterback. I th this guy was throwing the ball he, over people's heads, yeah, he, under he looked, people to the other team. He looked rough. I mean, the conditions obviously were terrible, but you know, sometimes the ball come out of his hands again, not knowing if that's you know the 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 slipperiness of the ball, but he, he they were just wobbling out of his hand. You know, uh, Elijah Mitchell goes down. He had a great first quarter and then goes oh, down with an injury. No. It didn't seem like you know Samuel oh could get it going. Uh, you know, running the ball there, but. You know, he had some nice passes. He had a couple to Jawan Jennings, who was the leading receiver um, at the end of the day, which was crazy there. But the Bears, the story of the Bears was 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 Fields playing hero ball to me. You know, this was, uh, you know, every drop back that he had uh, was unreal. The, the, the pressure was in his face, you know, by an outside edge rusher within a second. And he would have to step around, had some crazy, you know, runs to get first downs um, and delivered a great pass uh, to Pettis for the touchdown, the great deep ball. On there, like he won this game for them, and you know the defense played exceptionally well. We said about this team is is where they lack, you know, is they have Roquan Smith there and Robert Quinn, but they lack, you know, other players on their front seven. But this secondary was impressive. They have a very good young secondary. Jaquan Listen, Brisker played you, amazing. You can, yes, he did play well. And, but you and can Eddie be Jackson really had good that in the secondary. Pick. You can be very good in the secondary when Trey Lance is throwing the ball. Yeah, so it, it was it was a matchup that ended up playing favorable to the Bears. And if they don't, if Justin Fields isn't their quarterback yesterday, they don't win the game. So I think that says a lot. I, again, you know his his throwing ability was was not up to par. You know, I, I just think that's something that's going to have to develop. But he, you know, he was the reason that they won this game. Which you know he he beats Trey Lance for that you know battle of young quarterbacks. You know, so far so. One and over the Bears. We'll see what, what that what that takes them. They played the the Green right. Bay Packers next week. Which if the you know it if you saw good. they they play that should be an interesting game. We'll, we'll get there. My my favorite play of the entire game was after they won. 
uh, Justin Fields doing the hyper slide yep. through the water. That was the best play of the game. Yeah, that was cool. All right, let's get to an even more crazier game. Steelers, Bengals, uh, one of the what overtime the games of the week. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, this was absolute disaster for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, four interceptions and a fumble lost on the day. Five turnovers. Uh, T. Higgins. Seven sacks. Yeah, seven sacks. I mean, T.J. Watt had three of them, I believe. He also had an interception. Uh, you know, uh, T. Higgins goes down with an injury early. And it's just all hell in, you know, for the Bengals. You know, this is, you know, the Super Bowl hangover we've all been, you know, talking about. It, it was just disaster. But the, the, the Steelers couldn't do anything on offense. I mean, Trubisky was horrible in this game. He could not do anything. Najee Harris gets hurt in the first half, done for the game. He That, that injury, uh, I'm hearing, could actually be, you know, moderate, and, and he could miss a couple weeks, so that's not good there. You know, they had to rush with Claypool off the edge. They kept doing end-arounds to Claypool because nothing else was, you know, working with handing the ball off. So, you know, that happened. You know, oh, George Pickens, he actually went oh, under the under my the prediction he went <laughs> under my prediction of two catches for 20 yards he had one catch for three yards i you know i apologize for for overestimating pickens you know ability there uh he, he trubisky could not find him anywhere on the field he threw to him a couple times but he could he could not connect with him i mean it was it was awful fryer was was involved the heaviest out of all the guys game? that being said that being said you know the Bengals came back in this game um, Jamar Chase was unreal, you know, almost made one of the best touchdown catches I've ever seen and was out of bounds there. Uh, but they st- still ended up scoring that, you know, touchdown at the end of the game to send it to overtime. And Evan McPherson with two game winning field goal opportunities misses both uh, there. They had, you know, opportunity well, the after extra point. Yeah, they had, well, they had the extra point and then the field goal in overtime. Boswell misses one, gives them a chance, and they can't, you know, they, they, they can't complete it. And, and Boswell ends so, up, you know, not missing twice in overtime. And a just a stinger for the Bengals. The Steelers needed this win the way that they played. Yeah. Well, first of all, the fact that the Bengals, you know, still should have won this game is frightening for yep. the Steelers. Right? I mean, this is a game where, like, let's just say it, the, the defense was phenomenal. Yeah. Right? Until TJ uh Watt got hurt, the defense was absolutely ferocious. Seven sacks on a what was supposed to be a unbelievably improved offensive line. Your boy Lyle Collins got eaten up. So did the rest of the line. They Burrow was 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 just on his back all day long. I'm I'm shocked he came out of this game without a concussion, right? T Higgins, right? We said would have a monster game. He didn't because he got an early concussion. Yep. But Marquez was awesome. Joe Mixon was very good. I think you know. They they threw the ball to him like seven times for 63 on top of his 82 yards. But, you know, he just couldn't get in the end zone. Right. This was a weird game. It, it just, it felt like the Bengals got thrown out of the building. And then the Bengals came back. And you're, like you said, the, the Mitchell Trubisky thing, your boy Kenny Pickett better start getting ready. Like, well, well, you know, well, again, this is what overreaction I said. week one. You said it. Overreaction week one. Trubisky can't move this offense. They Mike Tomlin came out and said before the game, the plan is for Pickett to sit the whole season. I I, I just think this. I think what's going to happen is the Steelers look at their schedule. They won this game. They play New England next week. That's going to be 2-0. Uh, Cleveland the next week, three Jets after that, 4-0. If you see the Steelers at 3-1 and and 4-0 and and all their wins are because their defense played this well, now it'll be hard without T.J. Watt. He goes down with a torn peck, could it be out multiple months. But their defense plays this good, 
and they're 4-0, and Trubisky continues to have these lackluster weeks, I mean, you could see a situation where Pickett comes in where they go, we're, we're better than we expected. Let's, you know, see what, what we can do with this rookie quarterback. Uh, Put him in the best situation. Uh, at 4-0, four, at four they're going to be like, you know, Trubisky's managing the game just fine with this defense. I think they would have to be 2-2 two and two for Kenny Pickett to be the quarterback. But I just found it interesting that he, the plan is to sit him. I mean, you know, the whole season behind hey, Trubisky. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting, you know, take there. Yeah. I, I don't it was like... Not a, it wasn't a good look. It I don't like the look. first year quarterback sitting a whole year. I think if you, you take a first round pick at quarterback, I think I think he should play his first year at some point. Uh, that's that's just right. what I think there. Uh, how about the Eagles-Lions? Uh, it was a close game at the well, end, but at one point, Philly was up by 20 um, in this one. They just ran all over the lines. I mean, this was the easiest scripted game um, of all time. Uh, this Lions defense is the worst rushing defense in the NFL. It was last year. It's going to be again. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson is a great, you know, you know, rusher on the outside, but they have no linebackers, no interior defensive tackles. It, it's it hasn't been improved from last year. So, anytime that the Lions are playing, take the other teams. You know, r- running attack, and what better team to do it? Like we said, than the Eagles, who are the number one rush defense or rush offense in the league from last year. They carry over this year. Uh, Jalen Hurts rushes seventeen for ninety. Sanders thirteen for ninety six got in the end zone. Gainwell gets in the end zone, and by, and Boston Scott get, gets in the end zone. So you have you know all four running backs in the end zone, four rushing touchdowns. Uh, they'd even throw a touchdown for the second straight game uh, against the Lions in back to back seasons. They didn't throw for a touchdown at all last you know last game either. Because they don't so, have a quarterback. So when but, but they but, have a running back back there. Hurts what I agree hurts. There were some throws that Hurts, you know, could have easily had touchdowns that he just underthrew, um, and, and it was bad. But you know, if if this offense is gonna, if he's gonna get bailed out by AJ Brown, who bailed him out a lot with some yeah, jump balls, uh, and yeah. and they can run like this, then this team's gonna be real because their defense is 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 average. And you know, and, and look in this NFC East now with with what Dallas has going on, then this team is 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 gonna win some games, and they're gonna you know run over just. You know, all these bad rush defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple things. One, I, again, you know I'm like the least Jalen Hurts fan in the world. This guy is not a quarterback. But, man, he is a great athlete. I mean, he could be a running back on any team in the league, right? He's elusive. He's fast. He's he's great with the ball. But, man, when he throws the ball, it looks awful. A.J. Brown, it, listen, if A.J. Brown could go 10 for 155 – getting balls thrown from Jalen Hurts, then he's the real deal. He's yep. the real deal, Yeah, you know, and he makes them all better. What the hell, though, Deontay, uh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, no, no catches. catches. Nope, wasn't. No catches. Was only targeted four times, never connected there. They're, they're, again, Hurts just, his running ability is great. His, his escapability is great. You know, the, his his read option, you know, that they run, it, it's, it's lethal, but man, the you know, some of the throws are just really, really off, and it was the same with Goff. You know, Goff, you know, every game, Goff has one or two throws that you're like, it was the best thrown, perfect spiral, and just dropped right into the basket of him. And you go, oh, well, you know, this is why he was the number one pick. But then every other throw is just, you, you just kind of turn away and, and make the gross face because that's what it, you know, it, looked like. So it, it, he had six yards of passing through, it, like going into the third quarter. Yeah, it, it was rough. Six it wasn't until they had to pass when they were down that they, he was getting into yeah. St. Brown, had a beautiful pass to Chark there. Um, but Swift was carrying them, 
You know, running Swift the foot, running the running the ball. I mean, his yards per carry is just ridiculous. The amount of big time ten plus yard runs that DeAndre Swift gets. Um, that's what I liked from the Lions. They're going to be competitive again I, this year, but it's going to be the same right thing like that. last year. I, I think yeah. it'll be the it same thing the like last thing. year um, where they just lose these close games. Um, but it was yeah. it was competitive. How about Dolphins-Patriots uh, that we both loved uh, with the Dolphins side? I mean, you know, that what, what was not to love? This yeah. Patriots team is so bleh. This team is the least mm-hmm. exciting team in the league. They're boring as hell. Mac Jones is... It just is boring. You know, you can't say Mac Jones is good. You can't say Mac Jones sucks. He's boring. They run every well, now play. Now back injury. Yeah, now it, it, this team, it, it just went, you know, from the the pride of the league in the last 10 years to <laughs> just the bo- the bottom five in the NFL because it's, it's not fun when they don't win. So no one's really paying attention uh, to them right now. And, Tua and now we're going to see Brian Hoyer. Right. Tua was arguably worse than Mac Jones in this game, and they still won. Tua, what? there was there was some throws that Tua made or that Tua, you know, attempted that were so off or was just so, you know, out of here. But if he didn't have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, you know, he, he you know, th- that would not have been the outcome of the game winning 20 to seven. You know, there was there was one play to Tyree Kill where he threw it up. Should have been intercepted, but Tyree Kill can somehow jump 20 feet in the air as well as being as fast as he is. Takes away an interception there. Three, there was three plays where he had he had him wide open on a, on an out route under through a, a hill there. There was just some poor passing from Tua. Obviously, and the it, yards are going to rack up this year, and the completion percentage is going to rack up because of the short plays that he's allowed to do and the the screen passes that they were doing in, in you know early in the game to Edmonds and Hill. So, you know, the, the stats are going to be good crazy, there. H? I thought he was isn't poor. It crazy? Wait, isn't it crazy when you look at his stat line, if you didn't watch the game, 70% yeah. completion, 270 right. touch, no interceptions, 104 quarterback rating. You're like, oh, great job. Right. But, yeah, he's got some work to do. Yeah, well, it, it was I, I poor. Was more, I was more in shock of how bad the Miami running game was. Mm. You know, with the, with the coach coming from – you know, New Orleans, I know it's from San Francisco. I thought you would see Edmonds, Mostert, and Wilson and, and everybody getting sweeps and this and RPO. Like, they couldn't run. Nobody on that team, I think, had more than like two yards of carry. It was terrible. No, it was it was poor rushing the ball. They were one of the worst teams running the ball uh, last season. You thought it would change with McDaniels coming over. Uh, but, you know, their offensive line there is, is still rough. Uh, pass protection was fine. Uh, but running wise, there was no holes um, at all. But you know, Tyree Let's Kill. Not forget, they got a, they got a strip sack fumble. Right. right I mean, yeah. Other they than also that had strip that. sack fumble. They really only won by six points. Right. So Tyree Kill was effective. We knew he would uh, save to his ass a couple times. Uh, and Waddle had that nice touchdown. You know, grab. He is. He might just be as fast as Tyree Kill. Yeah. So still no. a, a dangerous team. Tua needs to improve, though. Uh, no doubt. Ravens. They got a lot of things to improve. Uh, yeah. Ravens took down the Jets. That was easy as as you could see. I think you went with the Jets to cover. I took the points. Yeah, that was ridiculous there. Um, this was, you know, Lamar Jackson this was wasn't a close game until the two bombs. Lamar I mean, Jackson what you know wasn't as dominant as I said. I thought he would, you know, put up a you know a, a, even more. You know, rushing yards, they only rushed for 17 yards. They kept him intact. But throwing the ball was excellent. I mean, he hit DuVernay on some 
dimes, you know, on the two deep, you know, deep or, and, and Bateman on the deep on the three touchdowns were dimes by, by Lamar. So if he can, Agreed. you know, win a, you know, win a game, even if it's against the jets, throwing the ball that when he's contained running the ball, I think that's what you take away from, from this game. That was my biggest disappointment is that the Jets secondary, which I have been touting as a much improved Mm -hmm. part of their team, got toasted on those three. Like toasted. I mean, Bateman was so wide open, right? I mean, literally, I could have got on the ball. He got so far behind the defense. I'm like, Jesus, would people freaking cover the wide receiver till (laughs) the end? It It was awful. But like literally, a Baltimore team that is so known for running the ball literally ran for less than 60 yards as a team yeah yeah I they mean, did Kenny they, Drake with big fatty Davis ran for 11 yards yeah they definitely flipped the script I mean they went away from the running attack the Jets have a good front four and they have good linebackers you know it's the secondary that they you want to attack on them and that's why I think they'll still be a poor team this year but you know that's where they went Lamar delivered and you know they they should pay him his money whatever he wants. And I got to give you credit. I got to give you credit where credit's due on the Jets. Mm-hmm. You did say you don't understand the whole Brees Hall crap. Yeah. Why are you, would you go away from Michael Carter? And Michael Carter was their best offensive player. Yeah, he had he was the leading rusher. Only on, they only run the, ran the ball seventeen times, and he had ten of them. Yeah. Uh, but he also was you know had seven catches out of the backfield. So good stuff from from hey, Carter. There. Listen, I'll take seventeen points from Michael Carter every day of the week. Yep. And then we had Jags. Uh, commanders oh. here. The Jags should have oh. won this game, plain and simple. Of course, should have won this game. They they should have, they should have won this game because the Jags got a break, and his name is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz shocked everyone. You know, first half was off the charts, throwing dots. He had a great pass to, uh, you know, uh, Samuel for a touchdown. Uh, you know, Dotson oh, yeah. had two in his uh in his debut there, one in the in that first half. Wasn't turned the ball over. Was fantastic. Lawrence looked like garbage, and then Carson Wentz does what he does. You know the best out of you know every game that he's ever played. He turned the ball over through a terrible um, interception uh, that that you know ended up the Jaguars scoring on there. Uh, James Robinson, welcome back, had a touchdown as well. Then they get a pick six. Um, they turn it over again. Pick six to the house. I mean, this was they they went up by ten points after being down the whole game. And I thought it was over. I thought, you know, this is where Me Wentz too. breaks down. And Wentz, credit where credit is due, took, you know, took the two picks, went back and delivered with two more touchdowns, and then won to eventually win the game um, to Dotson again. So, you know, this commander's team, again, I still do not buy that this team is going to be good. They struggled to beat the Jaguars, who I still think are are poor, even though offensively, I think they have some pieces now. Lawrence looked better. Robinson, you know, and, and ETN dropped two touchdowns. I mean, I don't know what he was oh, doing, you God. know, receiving the ball. Um, but Kirk, uh, you know, 100 yards, that's good to see as that their number okay. one option. So I think they have, they have, you know, stuff on offense, but the defense is still poor. Um, they're still not the greatest of team, and the commanders, you know, kind of struggled. Uh, to beat him there, you know, average stuff uh, from Wentz, you know, give it, giving what he, you know, did to, to, you know, in the first half and then to lead the comeback. But the, the interceptions still are there. You know, the costly turnovers, um, you know, are still notable. I was watching this game because Jacksonville was my lock uh, in my underdog pool this week. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was playing close attention to it. First of all, Trayvon Walker had an awesome interception. Yeah, the interception. Back, yeah. Right. It was great. Look, look great, right? Look great. Then you're sitting there and you're like, Christian Kirk, 
you know, we talked about it all off season that he was, you know, he got paid. And I told you going, what I, the only thing I got right was that Christian Kirk would show up in this game. Yep. Travis ATN was a major disappointment. He, I, the guy literally fell on his ass twice catching the ball where he could have ran into the end zone. And then on the other side of the thing is how do you let Carson Wentz throw three deep balls for touchdowns that mm-hmm. literally two of them, the guy was blanketing coverage on Dotson, but never turned around to look for the ball. These these cornerbacks are killing me, you know, and we'll get with Trayvon Diggs in a second, but these cornerbacks don't turn around to go look for the ball. It Do they not understand? Do they not see the body language of the wide receiver who's turning around, putting their hands up to catch it? Drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah it's 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 bad. You know, it's, it, it's hard playing a corner nowadays, you know. But it's this yeah, whole it's, NFC winning is is driving me nuts. Yeah, so the Commanders get off to a one and zero start there, like the rest of the uh, the NFC. How about Browns Panthers? The Brown or the the Panthers, another team, just gave away this game. Had it in control uh, to win. They had a great fourth quarter, took the lead um, in, in the fourth. There, Mayfield was playing fine. You know, n- nothing great, but nothing you know, you know, terrible. I, I, that's just what you're gonna get for Baker Mayfield. Um, they didn't have any rushing attack. They didn't, you know, utilize uh, McCaffrey all that much this game. Um, you know, he, he he had his one deep ball for a touchdown, which, you know, that's Baker Mayfield. Uh, he had the deep bomb to Robbie Anderson. Um, but, you know, a- after that, they, they just, you know, they kind of gave this away. Jacoby Brissett, I think, was I thought was worse than Mayfield. I, I thought he was terrible. Um, throwing the football, but they have Nick Chubb and they have Kareem Hunt. They, you know, they they ran for over a hundred, you know, two hundred yards with both of them. Um, Hunt in the red zone was excellent. You know, had two touchdowns. Um, you know, that's what carries this Browns team. They run the ball, um, and that's what kept them in the game. And they kept them around, um, you know, to to the end of the game. And they ended up uh, uh, kicking the that 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 game winning field by by Cade York. Shout out LSU, um, the the only rookie, the that, only rookie kicker right. in the league this year. He had that hook in perfectly. Meanwhile, a uh, couple things we got wrong. Uh, mm. Njoku, yeah. uh, did you know the, the year started? Yeah, uh, only one catch. Not not great. One, one catch for two yards or seven yards. Mm. One target. And and our boy Amari Cooper ooh, spent a lot of yeah. money for three it, catches for seven. Amari 17. Cooper is just not going to produce on this team like anywhere near he did in, you know, Oakland when he was on Oakland and then Dallas when he was on Dallas. I mean, it's just not going to happen. It doesn't, you know, especially with in, until Watson comes back, they don't throw the ball enough and Brissett's not good enough to, you know, get any production from any of these, you know, receivers or tight ends. So I would stay away from, from all those. Also, by the way, are, are these changes of numbers screwing you up big time? Yes, like, I, I watching definitely Amari Cooper run around that. at number two is weird. It's yeah. just weird. Some of them I like, I like because of, it looks slicker. Others they don't they don't work like Julio Jones no. with six that Doesn't didn't work. Orlando um, Brown yesterday at three. I just yeah yeah ho- yeah Holly Hollywood Brown was was weird um, as well. I mean it, it was it kind of takes some getting used to, but I, I guess that's how we got to deal with it now. How about another overtime game? The end of the one o'clock games. Uh, how about our first tie in week one? I don't know if I've ever seen that a tie in week one. Colts Texans the Colts the Colts. Should be grateful that they tied this that that they were able to tie this game. I mean, what were they doing in the first half? They went down twenty to three. I mean, they went down by by 
triple, you know, triple scores. And and Davis Mills was out playing Matt Ryan, uh, had two touchdown passes, both to O.J. Howard. I didn't even know O.J. Howard was on the Texans, and he was, you know, excellent for them. Looks like He'll be picked up this week, right? Looks like the uh, the 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 first round pick O.J. Howard we we used to see, you know, in in Alabama. Uh, but Brandon Cooks um, had his seven for eighty. You know, we we kind of you know confirmed that that would be a weekly basis type of thing. Mills has a good connection with him. Uh, the only disappointing part, Damian Pierce, uh, eleven yeah, for thirty three, uh, nothing in the, the the passing game. So, how about Rex Burkhart, like that. Man, this guy just he's yep. he's the, one of the most underrated fantasy players. He just puts his head down. He runs. He yeah, he's and, strong. And he catches passes out of the backfield. I mean, for a guy who probably. Nobody but me has on a team. He got yep. 12 points yesterday, which probably beat out most of the starters. Yeah, beat out a lot of guys um, that were drafted higher than him. But it was all set, you know, the, the fourth quarter. Uh, Texans had some uh, uh, some turnover issues. Mills fumbled um, on, a, on a sack. And, and Matt Ryan kind of stepped up and, and lead his team to, you know, at least tie against an inferior uh, impo- uh, opponent, especially in their division. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, was 30 for 161. That's just going to become a, a, a weekly thing. Um, and Pittman really stepped up nine for 121 in a touchdown. Pittman's going to have a know? monster year. He's going to have a I, I said it time and time again. He's going to have a monster year. What killed me was damn Alec Pierce mm. dropping a wide, wide open, open touchdown. touchdown in the end zone. Cost me $50 on DraftKings. Yeah, that, that one was rough. They they were dropping a lot of passes, you know, in the red zone. Some of the younger receivers were dropping Matt Ryan's, you know, passes. I don't know if he was putting yeah, too much, you know, heat on there or whatever. But a 2020 tie, this is a win for the Texans, and it's a, it's a you know, better than a loss for, for the, you know, Colts. I mean, the, the Texans. How, how, it, the, the, how bad is it? Yeah, I mean, I mean the Colts, the Colts have to look at this. The Colts have to look at this and say, you know, this is now two games in a row dating back to last season. The, the loss against the Jags and then this tie. You know, th- this team we consider good enough. You know, they're, they're, they're strong on defense and they have a pretty solid offense with Taylor leading the way that they can be a contender in the AFC. They can't be playing these types of games against against the Texans and no, the Jaguars. Up, it took it took three it took three quarters for them to wake up. They'll be yep. fine. But what's amazing is, and I and one of the reasons that I picked the Texans with the points is the Texans always play great week one. Like yeah. go back in time. They're always competitive. They've had a couple upsets week one. They'll be terrible and they'll fall apart the rest of the year, but they're always really good week one. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Uh and then, you know. With, with, with that, you know, tie, we thought we were going to get two ties with that Pittsburgh game, but it ends up only being one. But two overtime games on week one, um, you know, just that game was just a mess, you know, with with, with how the Texans could possibly, you know, f- fumble the 17, you know, point lead in the fourth quarter. It was just I couldn't believe the Colts even had a chance and then ended up tying when no, you know, Blankenship couldn't hit a, a 40 yard field goal in uh, in in overtime there. Uh, how about get to my biggest upset of the week? No one on planet Earth, not even Giants fans, had the New York Giants winning against the Tennessee Titans. And I don't know how they did it. I don't know how don't they possibly that. won this game, uh, but they do win the game. They start 1-0. The first time the Giants have been over 500 in six years. That's mind-boggling. That is unbelievable. The fact that starting 1-0 in a season... They have not done that in six years. I mean, this is you know, r- r- Giants fans were were losing it. It's like they went they won the Super Bowl again uh, after after last night. 
to to break down it, this it, game, I, I, I think turned I turned it off at halftime. Yeah, I, I mean, turned it off at halftime. So they, did I. It was, was going to be a blowout. They, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't even get a first down. I mean, the Giants' offense was was looking like you know the same thing as last year. But I said if the if if the Giants' defense, you know, I I thought that this Tennessee offense was so one sided with the running attack. Um, that that if they could stop the run attack, I did. I, I thought that the Giants could have a chance to maybe move the ball because I think Daniel Jones offers a little more than Tannehill does, and that's exactly what happened. Derrick Henry was shut down to three yards a carry, under four yards a carry, um, and only had 82 yards rushing. I said they kept him under 100 that they could win this game. They keep him under 100. Traylon Burks has three catches. Robert Woods has one. So no big names were getting involved um, on the outside, even though Tannehill had 33 pass attempts. Uh, you know th- this was. Good job by the Giants defense. That isn't that good, but it should show you how bad the Titans offense is. Um, it was able to give Daniel Jones good field field position a couple times. He made plays on his feet, you know, when he needed to. And Saquon Barkley was back to form, you know, 18 rushes, 164 yards, broke two big ones uh, to get his average up there, scored um, that, 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 you know, game winning two point conversion, um, you know, was a, was a crazy play that Daniel Jones probably shouldn't have thrown it to him, but he made a move and, and it ended up scoring. So, you know, th- this showed... Ballsy call, man. Ballsy call right. by the first-year Th- head coach. This shows me one th- more than, you know, one thing. It shows me that the Giants, I think, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be good. Like, this team isn't a playoff team. But I think no. it shows you maybe with a different coach, uh, with a different, you know, you know, culture may be coming that maybe they can, you know, win some of these close games because they've been in games before that they've made, you know, stupid mistakes or Daniel Jones wasn't able to, you know, get it done in the, the fourth quarter. Uh, but maybe this gives him confidence. Maybe this gives him a couple more wins on the season. It shows me this more than it does that. It shows me that the Titans are awful. This team is going to have less than six wins this year. Um, and I don't think that's an overreaction. They have nothing on the outside. Burks, it's going to take some time for him to get you know used to that. I don't think Robert Woods will ever come back the same. He only had two targets, you know, thrown to him there. You know, a guy I'd never heard of, Kyle Phillips. You know, a rookie. Kyle Phillips um, looked really good. Was He's the leading going to be receiver picked up there. on a lot of wires this week. If Derrick Henry you know, can't carry them like he's done in the past and he can't have 30 attempts for 200 yards, this team's not going to have the chance to win a lot of games. And if they can't do it against the Giants, you know, what happens when they take on the, the Colts, Um, you know, soon? They play them two times in the next, you know, four weeks. They play the rate, they play the Bills next week. Just go to next week. They play yeah, the Bills next week. The Bills are going to destroy this team. Yes, 100%. Destroy. But Kyle, Kyle Phillips was a nice little, uh, somebody I'd never heard mm-hmm. of the guy out of UCLA. Like he's just another little, you know, white guy running around and getting open. But he he was a little tough kid that uh six catches for sixty six yards, watch he'll be picked up because Robert Woods, you're absolutely right. He did not look right. He didn't look right at all. Traylon Burks wasn't even out there when they were trying to, you know, win the game, you know, down yeah. the stretch. I it's just pathetic. On the Giant side, that defense did that. I mean, you want to talk about a game that I mean, it was completely dominated. By yeah. Tennessee. I turned it off. Then all of a sudden I found out that, you know, Saquon had a big run. They scored. They threw a bomb to Sterling Shepard. They scored. They tied it up. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Right? They did this. The The Giants defense did it without their number one pick, Thibodeau. Without Ojale, their, their best player last year. I mean, so kudos to the Giants. Kudos to Dable for being, you know, gutsy mm-hmm. to go for that, you know, win at the end. I, I think that was pretty cool. But this Giant team doesn't scare anybody. No, it, it and, doesn't. And... and 
And Barkley, if he stays healthy all year, great. I just I. You run him like that all year, and, and he'll be gone after. Yeah, and, and you saw after he broke some of his big runs, the speed that that breakaway speed is just not there anymore, no, like it no. like it was. Um, and no. and but but he can still be effective. But Daniel, he, still, he can and, still break the tackles, right? And Dan, and Daniel Jones, running wise, you, you got to give some respect to Daniel Jones. He plays hard every week, and and he puts his body on the line. Um, yeah. to, to, to get yards and get first downs um, with his but legs. That's also why Daniel Jones doesn't make it through the season either. But but Daniel Jones' throwing ability, you know, with, with the mix that this team doesn't have that great of a wide receiver core, they're just not going to be able to move the ball throwing the ball. And I think when, when a team that has fast enough linebackers to stop, you know, Jones and then, you know, a good enough front seven to, you know, get past the Giants' offensive line, which is not, you know, still not that good, then I think they're just going to, you know, be you have nowhere to go and not be able to move the ball against better teams. Uh, Packers Vikings. Uh, this one, ex- another one, it went exactly how I thought. I mean, I was, I have been waiting so long for this game to show that this Packers team is going to struggle. Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle. He doesn't have anyone to throw to. And all, all off season, I was listening to you <laughs> tell me that, you know, he'll find a way. He'll find someone. That's that's just not how it works. What did you see? You know, we'll get to Dak Prescott in a little bit when he had, you know, no one, you know, didn't have his all his weapons to throw to, you know, you know, the only one, the exception is Patrick Mahomes that that was unbelievable without his weapons, you know, Uh, you know, without A.J. Brown, what could Ryan Tannehill do um, there? You know, so many, you know, teams that that didn't have. You know that that, that lost weapons there. Their quarterbacks, mm-hmm. right? Their quarterbacks. You know, you you can only be so good, and especially you know, getting up there in age and stuff with Rogers. Um, okay. you know, he he I, struggled in in getting the ball to these wide receivers. You know, the he, he was sacked four times. Um, you know, he he kept having to dump it off to Dylan, um, and and Aaron Jones, and and the you know the wide receivers. Didn't even, you know, probably weren't running the right routes and everything. So the connection's off. This is why this Packers team isn't going to be as good because they're going to struggle early on. And this Vikings team is actually a much better team than the Packers overall this year. The Vikings team looked amazing. I mean, you want to talk about overreaction. I mean, you got to put them in the Super Bowl conversation after week one. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kevin O'Connell had this offense humming. Justin Jefferson is all world. And him and Cooper Cup should just, like, battle it out like one-on-one but to your point the the receivers were were terrible for green bay you know however aaron did do what i said he was going to do he spread it around to everyone look at the targets yeah dylan six daubs five tanyan five watson four watkins three Cobb three dejora two aaron jones five he spread it out to everybody yeah. They just either couldn't catch, couldn't do, couldn't get open, or couldn't like run the right route. So yes, it's going to take a little time, but Aaron Rodgers is good enough to make sure that Devontae, you know, Adams' targets do get he, spread out to anybody and everyone. Here's the good thing about fantasy wise for the Packers: you can start Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, both of them, you know, any week because they get they get even carries now running the ball, and they they're also going to be leading receivers. You know that that's kind of how they're going. Right now, and AJ Dillon, I think either has the advantage there because he's the better receiver out of the two. Um, and and I he think that's that's too. yeah, I like that. I, I love AJ Dillon as maybe a buy low um, right now after week one. Um, but the only one that impressed me was Dowbs, was Romeo Dowbs. Um, you know, yes, in the second half, in the first in, in half, the he half. couldn't run the right route and he couldn't catch. 
he he impressed yeah, me as the wide receiver. Christian Watson had a terrible drop for a touchdown that oh, Rodgers placed God. perfectly on the deep ball. Um, so you know, not well, great and stuff how much from would him. That have changed the, how much would that have changed the game? Right. Yeah. I mean, at that time, definitely it would have if he got it. It would have made it a game, yep. and it would have changed the whole momentum of the game. And I think Aaron Rodgers literally just put his head down and said, F, F me after yep. that. And, you know, Sammy Watkins doesn't scare anyone anymore. Um, and Randall Cobb wasn't involved, as well as Lazard not, you know, not playing in this game. So, you know, just like I said, it's going to take some getting used to it. But I still don't think that this Packers team is better than the Vikings. The Vikings were amazing. Kirk Cousins delivered to Jefferson. Jefferson gets so open over the middle because he's what? such a deep okay. target threat. Um, that they have to give so much cushion. It feels like he can just run 15 yards and stop and be wide open. It's kind of unfair. Have you ever, and I mean this wholeheartedly, ever seen a wide receiver as wide open as he was all day? All day. Right? I mean, it was unreal. When, when you have 194 yards, and I don't think that you were ever within eight yards of having a defender on you, something is wrong with the defensive coordinator's mm -hmm. call, uh, play calling. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was all him, and then they would, and then Dalvin, you know, does nobody his thing. Where, four, nobody else had four catches. Right, da Dalvin does his thing. You know, he 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 gets four or five yards of carry, um, and then they work off the play action with him and and get it to Jefferson. That was their, you know, role. Cousins was great, and their defense, you know, played really strong as well. Their defensive line with Daniil Hunter being there and the Zadarius Smith, that is going to be ruthless. They were on Rogers' ass. All day. I mean, this team is for real, I think. I was just a year early with the Super Bowl prediction, but this team is definitely for real. <laughs> How about the Chiefs? Um, man, How the Chiefs. About the Chiefs? The Chiefs come out and destroy uh, the Cardinals. Our, our, our only big, you know, huge blowout in, in week one. This, yep. this was the biggest. Chiefs come out 44-21. to 21. It, it felt like they scored on every drive. It just felt like they were going down and scoring. Mahomes had 360 and five touchdowns. Um, you know, he got two of them to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who I couldn't believe I was actually playing and made me lose in fantasy this week. Had, th <laughs> had, had two touchdowns receiving, even though he only had seven carries. You know, it was Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco, who actually was the, you know, leading rusher, but he got more of the playing time as the game went on. Um, yeah. And then Kelsey, you know, is, 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 is the guy we all know he was going to be eight for 121 and a touchdown. You know, this is going to be the season where Kelsey does unbelievable things in this chief chiefs offense you know juju smith schuster in the first half he looked was huge he looked you know six for 79 there he was de he's definitely the leading you know wide receiver one right now on this team looked like he could connect with mahomes and it, it just proved he that mahomes good he yeah he, he good did look good running. but it just proved again that that you cannot doubt mahomes you know you just can't look at him and 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 say maybe after one perf bad performance you know, maybe he's overrated all this. He, he just, he's the guy, you know, he, he can do this with whoever's on the field. He's a special talent like that. Um, and when I look at the Cardinals, I still think that maybe the chiefs are better than I give them credit for. I truly believe that this Cardinals team sucks. I think this, this is not a good team. Kyler Murray, the only other worst offensive line I saw in, in week one, besides the bears was the Cardinals. This offensive line was awful. I'm surprised he only got sacked twice because he was running for his life on every time he dropped back. They couldn't run the ball. You know, they were getting stuffed every time. Thank God James Conner got a touchdown. You know, that saves his fantasy, you know, value every week pretty much. Um, but this team couldn't, couldn't, you know, throw with a clean pocket. Murray was scrambling out everywhere. Um, 
and 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 couldn't even get it to his his big guys. Ertz didn't have a catch until the fourth quarter. I mean, he, I was expecting big numbers from him. Uh, I was maybe expecting AJ Green to take a veteran role uh, with with uh, Hopkins AJ being Green out. Needs to retire. And Marquise Brown, who, you know, the number one, you know, target goes four for 40, does get the touchdown in there. So this team without Hopkins is rough on offense. And I think against these better teams, you know, their defense is really below average. So they're going to get scored on. This offense doesn't have enough without, you know, their their top guy in Hopkins to to score, you know, keep up score with these teams. So this 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 is a rough I think this is going to be a rough year for for the Cardinals. I really do. Oh, I do too. First of all, Greg Dortch looked really good. Yeah, right? I don't even know who that I is. I mean, the guy who really uh, exactly the wide receiver, a little bit of a you know uh, what you call it journeyman. I think he played at Wake Forest, but he looked good. He had, he had seven for sixty three, but he just looked the part of like a slot receiver. So th- that was the only upside for me on that whole team. Kyler Murray was terrible. Your boy James Conner couldn't run the ball for crap, yep. and you know. I mean, AJ Green, like I said three times, he needs to retire. His year, his best years are behind him. Great, great stat. Okay, first of all, Travis Kelsey, thank you for being in both of my fantasy football leagues. <laughs> I love you. Just keep doing you. Keep doing you. Mm-hmm. Um, but great stat from our statistician Brian Teagle. Uh, Sixty-six offensive plays the Chiefs had. Yeah. Thirty-three went for a first down. Yeah, it, it's it's 50% remarkable. Fifty percent of their plays went for a first down. It's remarkable how efficient Andy Reid's offenses over the years have oh. been, on how they just move down the field, get first downs on second down, and and they just move the ball down. You know, on on every drive, they just don't take a drive off. It's it's incredible, and that team's gonna be better than I give them credit for. I already know. I, I mean, we're gonna get to it, but the Cowboys only had twelve first downs all game. Yeah. They had 33 first downs on 66 plays. Yeah, it was it was dominant uh, from the beginning, for sure. The last 4 o'clock game, Chargers-Raiders, was one that everyone wanted to see. And was a good game at the end of the day. I think the Raiders definitely disappointed, though. I think Carr played okay, but but he had three turnovers and had some passes that weren't great. Um, obviously, he hit Adams 10 for 141 in a touchdown, but we knew that he was going to do this no matter where he is. I think Waller got involved a little as well, um, and, and we knew that but those— a lot of it was late. Yeah, but, late. But, but, but definitely got involved in the second half, and, and we knew that those two would be the top guys. Um, but, but I think Carr— was was poor in this game. I think that if you're going to hold him yes. to a the MVP caliber level, he can't turn the ball over like he did and throw three interceptions. I think all, also the offensive Two line of the interceptions is mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, terrible, terrible passes. And and you know the offensive line for the Raiders is not strong, so he's going to have to you know take that into consideration. That I have all these weapons, but my offensive line isn't going to give me a lot of time. So maybe they have to. Think about something there. The Chargers almost gave this game away, but I think they played really good for the most part. I'll, I'll kind of skip out on the the bad since they won the game. Uh, but, you know, Herbert was incredible uh, with some of his throws. His his touchdowns his touchdowns were unreal. The, the throw to Carter in the end zone, you know, to keep it low, but but still put it in a position for him to catch it was unreal. Um, his, his back shoulder throw to Everett was nice in the end zone. So, you know, I love the chargers and for fantasy and love having Herbert on my fantasy team strictly because they refuse to run the ball in the red zone or anywhere near the goal line. It's amazing. They had first and goal from the one they threw four downs in a row and went for it on fourth down and scored a touchdown. It's just, they do it all the time. I love it. So, you know, Herbert three touchdowns there, 
really liked his performance. And, you know, they, they struggled to run the ball. But, you know, they were able with Herbert, even with Keenan Allen going out with an injury and likely be out maybe a couple of weeks, which sucks because he was, yeah, I think he had four for 66 on the first drive. Um, he still got yeah, weapons with strong. Carter um, and and Mike Williams, who didn't even, you know, really show up in this game. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think it was, you know, nerve-wracking at the end. They almost gave it away, but Herbert, you know, continues to play at, at such an elite level. Yeah, can I just get Herbert to realize that he has Josh Palmer on the team? Like, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm all, that was really nice, DeAndre Carter. That was a really nice game. Didn't even know he was still in the league, right? I mean, he'll probably be picked up in every league this week because he looked really good and with Keenan Allen being out a few weeks. But this is, come on, get the ball to Palmer and get the ball to Mike Williams. You paid him a gazillion dollars. Throw the ball to him more than four times. Yeah, I I agree with that. It will be interesting next week. Uh, we get Chiefs Chargers Thursday night football. No Keenan Allen um, for that game. That's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. You know, early in the season. All right, it's time to get to Sunday night. Uh, hold on, let me dis- take a drink of water first. And dis- a drink of water. You, what about a? You want a shot? Um, well, I already did the drinking of that. I just uh, needed to, I, I needed to clear my throat so I could go off. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Sunday night. Where do you want to start? I have a lot of interesting takes on this game that I saw on you know around Cowboy Nation on Twitter that was livid last night, as well as you know both of of we were a lot of interesting takes um, online. I think I defer from from the the major ones, but this is this was the worst possible start you could have uh, to open a season that you already were concerned about to start. I mean, it, 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 it couldn't have gone worse by not scoring a touchdown on offense when you knew the offense was going to take a hit and then you don't score a touchdown. Um, that That is, you know, pretty embarrassing in the National Football League nowadays. Um, and, and, and We didn't you, even score after the first drive. Right, Didn't and, and didn't score after the, you know, first drive. Exactly. So, you know, you have that part, um, and then you have the DAC, you know, injury, which we can talk about after. Let's just kind of go about this game, though. Um, this is how I'll recap the game. The Cowboys defense and the Cowboys offense deserve two different ratings. The Cowboys defense, I honestly think, played well. You know, not extremely well, but I yeah, think they right, played let's well. Let's define well. You know, not not great. The defense didn't play great. But in terms of, on a scale of allowed your team to win the game, if their offense is, you know, if their offense played good, I would say that they played well. I think they gave the chance sure. for the Cowboys to win the game. I think them causing, you know, four field goals um, when they were given pretty nice field position and are are a good offense. Are we just forgetting that the Buccaneers are probably a top five offense in the league? I would like to give respect. Uh, and then this, you may not agree. And I think Anthony Brown deserves some respect. The fact that he had to go up no. against Anthony or Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and then Julio Jones. He got burned on one Julio Jones play. The rest of the time, I think he kept Evans, you know, in check for the most part. Um, He went for five for 71, but, you know, the touchdown wasn't until the game was really already over. Um, And and I think, you know, Trayvon Diggs on the other end, I think Trayvon Diggs also, you know, played played fine. I think that he had some plays where he would go and, and give up big plays and then he'd come back and make good plays. I mean, that's just how Trayvon Diggs you know, the, the experience you're going to get. Hold on. We're, we're going to need to take little like rebuttal breaks here. You know, during while you, while you break this down, number one, Orlando Brown or Orlando Brown, um, Anthony Brown. Brown. What the hell am I saying? 
Anthony Brown. I was going with an Orlando Scandrick going way back when. Uh, Anthony Brown is not a physical, you know, in-your-face type of cornerback. The amount of cushion he kept giving wide receivers, yeah, great. Mike Evans would run 8 to 10 yards, turn around, catch the ball, and then Brown would tackle him. If that's playing great defense, you know, good job, Mr. Brown. But he got toasted by Julio Jones on that big ball, on that long ball. And and he never made a play on a ball. He didn't deflect the ball. He didn't knock a ball down. He was never, like, aggressive, you know, against anyone. Trayvon Diggs has amazing closing speed. He has tremendous ball hawking ability. But when it comes to one-on-one coverage on deep balls, he is toasted time and time again. He has to learn how to run with people and not lose them in coverage. There are too many times people get behind him, and there are too many times on running plays that he gets blown up by not being in the right place to make a tackle. So both of those players I did not think had great games. Keep going. I I, I agree with that, but but I look at at the fact that you played Tom Brady and you played a great you know team and you and, and you didn't al- basically didn't allow a touchdown until red zone you know defense. the game was all you know was red over. Red zone defense but red was zone, good. Red zone defense is really all that matters. If you're scoring three, you're and you have an offense like the Cowboys have, and and we'll get to it. But I disagree with the fact that the Cowboys don't have the players on offense. I disagree with that. I think they have what it takes. I think there's way more poor offenses that do more with what they have than what the Cowboys have done. So I don't like that as we'll, an excuse. We'll get, we'll get to that in a second. Right, Keep but, going about the defense. But I think as the defense stands that they played well enough with you know giving up 12 points basically in the first three quarters you know that you your team should be able to score two touchdowns they should sure. they should Agreed. have last night Agreed. so if and, you score two touchdowns we're talking parts- about a win and we're talking about the defense playing amazing that's what i'm trying to okay. get at and i think you have right. to you have to talk about parsons you know and and demarcus lawrence absolutely phenomenal phenomenal they, on they the outside phenomenal. i think the safeties were good hooker i thought you know even even when Donovan uh, Wilson Dovin well. Wilson was in, I think was fine. So when I look at this team, I look at the defense, and I I don't really have a word. They also didn't have a penalty on defense. There was no defensive penalty. So I look at the defense last night against a top we get, ten we team in the league. Can we give him a B? Sure, I, I I'll give him a I B plus. I'll give him a B plus because I think against the top ten team in the league, they gave the chance to their offense to yes. win, and but, I think that they're going to do that all season long. Okay. First of all, they played against a, a, an offensive line with three second-tier guys. Right, and they and got their home. Left tackle, the, yeah, Parsons and then their left had, tackle went down. Parsons so had his really two sacks. Four. They had pressure, yeah. but they're still a Where good run-scheming team. Line, though? Where was the rest of the line? There should have been much better push up the middle. Gallimore, never heard his name called. Uh, O.C. Ozugazawa, never, whatever his name is, never heard his name called. Right, I didn't see Tristan Hill didn't even play. I mean, Basham. Like, I didn't see these guys getting any penetration up the middle. If it wasn't for the two outside guys, I didn't see it. I, mm-hmm. uh, what's it? Dante Fowler didn't see him do anything. Anthony Barr did he even play. You know, like I mean, did he even get a snap? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I I was not happy with the defense overall. I said that they played a little better than average. They definitely played the bend, don't break type of defense by, you know, stopping them in the red zone four times. But overall, I didn't see, I didn't see a dominating defense. Yeah, I, I thought it was, I, I, I pretty much saw exactly what I thought I was gonna saw. Some bad plays here, but when it comes down to third downs, they got, they got off on almost every third down 
um, when 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 the team was was kind of in the game in the first half. They got off the field. They 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 forced field goals. They were good in the red zone. And that's what they I let, what what I thought they were going to come out with, you know, this year they, at, they as let, a defense. They let two-ton Lenny run way too hard. Yeah, I, and, and look, I look at it, and you look at at Fournette at 127 yards running, and and I think that, you know, I, I, I'll I'll look at that and say Six I think this carry. I think this rushing defense is better than that. So I'll look at that, and I I think that was poor, and 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 I I but I but I believe that this rush now defense we, is better than that. Before I and lose my uh, arteries and my my and have an aneurysm, can, can we talk about the offense? Yeah, so I'll start with this. This was Dak Prescott's worst game of his professional career, uh, and I yes. don't think that that's a crazy take. I think that's actually nope. something that you need to you know look at this and and we'll talk about the injury maybe last just to you know yeah. end with that. But because the injury did not did right not have an in terms of wh- how he played, I I I'm looking on Twitter. And there's so much blame going around to Jerry Jones and how the offseason was spent and all of this and, and, you know, having injuries and not replacing them. And I agree with that. I think Jerry Jones, it, it is, it's been bizarre to me for years that Jerry Jones is 100 years old and knows that he doesn't have that much time left as the owner of the Cowboys, that he wouldn't take more risks and, and do more things to, to build a team to win a championship. It, it's the most bizarre thing to me. I'll never understand it. And he says that he's a risk taker and likes to cash checks to make the team better. He's never done it. So I, I'll never understand that. But but to all the people, you know, saying out here that, that this is, you know, his fault. This offense should be good enough to, to win a game where their defense gives up 12 points. And Dak Prescott... You know they, they were they were running the ball fine. I give props to Zeke for for looking like he was maybe a little bit rejuvenated. Uh, you know they they don't they don't they they say it every game that they're going to utilize Pollard and they they don't do it unless it's a trick play. You know end around. I don't know why that why that has to be used to get Pollard involved. Just hand him the ball. I don't understand all of that. But Zeke looked fine running the ball. But they didn't want to run the ball. They 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 went to the passing game and Dak looked awful. He had way too many times where he would double clutch and triple clutch and pump fake. He, the, I think the thing with Dak is the way that the offense is set up and the routes, the routes, I, I, I kind of said it perfectly. I think I tweeted it out during the game. The, the, the routes that, that, you know, the Cowboys run is all into tight windows where the timing has to be perfect. It's all curl routes. It's all, you know, finding the, the zone and then stopping on a dime and, and, I think that puts so much pressure on Dak to deliver the most perfect pass, you know, with, with not already not a, a good offensive line. You know, th- this offense needs to work on, you know, getting more underneath routes and crossing routes where they where he can make the pass on the run, and then the the, the wide receivers can make a, you know a move and, and try to do something. There is too much pressure on Dak to make these perfect throws, which you know is is partially the way that the offense is run. But if that's the offense, you got to do it. You know, if that's how they want to roll. And we've seen Dak make those throws. He did not make any of those throws last night. I thought this was a big opportunity for Dak to step up. And, and you know, even with, you know, CeeDee Lamb being his big target and a bunch of, you know, nobodies that haven't played really that much, I thought this was a chance for him to be elite and step up and, and make the guys around him better. Yeah. He did the opposite, and then he gets the injury on top of that. All right, so I, I just got to go off on a few things. N- number one, right? Now, while the longest run of the day was seven yards by Zeke, right, he did look fresh, and he looked like he could run five yards a carry. 
How he only got 10 rushes is an abomination by Kellen Moore. Yep. The trick play that they did when we were getting some momentum that drove us back, terrible call. Tony Pollard should not be in there on pass protection ever. Mm-hmm. He can't block me, right? He was annihilated by the linebackers. I think Devin Lloyd and Devin or or Devin White and uh uh whatever his name is. They they yep. destroyed him. Just destroyed him. Uh, Levante David, right? Destroyed him. If you got to have Zeke back there to protect if that's the game plan. Number two, you're at or three, you're absolutely right. Just hand the ball off to Power to let him go. I mean, give me a yeah, break. Yeah, I, I don't understand why it has to be trick plays and screen. Just yeah. put him in like you do Zeke and hand on the ball. Like I, I just, why does it have okay. to be so crazy and trick plays? I don't, I don't know. Number four, there is no speed on this offense at all. Nope. Nobody gets separation. There's no speed downfield. We're missing Michael Gallup like there's no tomorrow. We're missing, obviously, Amari Cooper, but that's a whole different story. But without Michael Gallup, I mean, Noah Brown was the best-looking wide receiver we had, and Noah Brown runs like a 4 8 foot 40. Yeah. Right? And- I mean, the fact that CeeDee Lamb had 11 targets and literally I, – I can't blame CeeDee Lamb. The passes to him were terrible. Yeah, they and, weren't even close. Right, and that and that's what I'm saying is is I thought Dak had opportunity to to make some third downs that they ended up punting on and had some open receivers. Yeah, I thought this was mostly on him. I I thought you know yes. play calling and and wide receiver play was second and third. I thought Dak was truly awful. I thought I I was confused on some of his decision making. The pick was horrendous. He was thrown into triple coverage. I, oh, I just didn't understand God. what was going through his mind. On that, he also one thing about Dak that has got that is really scaring me is his pocket awareness used to be amazing. That dude used to never get sacked. I mean, his rookie year he had a better offensive line, but that dude, if there was an edge, you know, edge rusher coming around, he was ducking under and, and moving up in the pocket and getting out. If there's a rusher that gets by, he's done. And and I understand the offensive line isn't that great, but we, there is you know he's a he's the quarterback for a reason because of his elusiveness. He's You'd think he could get out of a you know a couple and step up in the pocket. His yeah, pocket awareness too many has in, gotten too many injuries over the years. Way worse. I think it's fucked with his head. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, th- this team couldn't get third downs on offense. You know, they were running the ball, running the ball, getting in the third medium, and they they couldn't convert. Uh, punting too much. I thought you know no no you know risk taking down the field plays. It was very conservative. And, you know, you, you get to that third quarter, Dak goes down with the injury, is, you know, bro- breaks his thumb, will be out um, for most of the first half of the season. And now you got, you know, Cooper Rush or Will Greer or someone else that you decide to bring in with an offense that struggled, you know, no matter what, and a defense that maybe gives you hope to beat up on, you know, or, or, or win some games with your backup quarterback against bad teams. But this season just kind of felt like it crumbled in one week and, and is pretty much over. I, that's how I feel. Like I, I mean, we play Cincinnati this week at home. You know, Cincinnati is going to be mad as hell. I mean, hopefully T. Higgins doesn't play if he had a concussion. But you know, that line was terrible, so that gives me only, the only hope that we could put a lot of pressure on Burrow. But offensively, they should score more than we're going to give up. You know, right, that we're going to score. And you know, the only the only kind of glimmer of hope that I'm looking at was Dak was so bad. The you know last night that you know had to get better. Cooper Rush comes in and he did win a game last year against the Vikings. He had that game winning drive. He won. Like, can can Cooper Rush and not come in and beat the Bengals, but can he beat the Giants and Washington? Can he beat Philly? 
maybe in a game there? Can he beat Detroit and Chicago? Can he beat the, you know, the tech? Like, can he beat the bad teams? Can the defense, you know, play as good as they did tonight? And and maybe Cooper Rush, um, they simplify they simplify the offense. That's kind of the glimmer of hope on Laguerre, the simplification of the offense, because I believe, and I've been saying it for years, Kellen Moore's kind of offensive theory is tricking the personnel where he, there's a reason Noah Brown's the leading receiver uh, last night because Noah Brown plays a lot out there because he's known as a blocking wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They love to run play action when Noah Brown's in there because the teams, you know, put their run defense in when they see Noah Brown get in the huddle, you know, and then and then Kellen Moore tries to trick and run play action off that. That's why, you know, he has a lot of catches there. But I think so much of it, like you said, why is Pollard out there in pass protection? Because they, they try to trick it up too much when you should just put the guys out there that you want to, you know, you know, run your their specialty and, and play in the, the best position to, to keep Dak protected and, and run an offensive play. At the end of the day, you know, the simplification might be a good thing for the Cowboys. It's just how I kind of have to look at it now with Dak being out, you know, for sure. In, in, in his career, I don't have the number exactly in my head, but I'm, I'm definitely close. I think we win like 80 to 85% of the time when Zeke Elliott rushes the ball for more than 20-something times. And, and, and that's what it's going to come down to. Can the Cowboys get back to what they used to do? They used to hand it to Pound Zeke a minimum ball. of 25 times a game. They Pound used to do it. That was when Dak was playing his best football. I think right. play it, action th- was great. It, this might be the best, you know, opportunity. Get Cooper Rush in there. You have to run the ball because Cooper Rush ain't throwing the ball thirty times a game. You have to run the ball to Zeke. You know, when you know Zeke, we understand is old. You know, keep him fresh. Put Pollard in there. Split the carries thirteen and thirteen each. Get twenty five runs a game. If they can run the football, if that offensive line can magically find a way to block, you know, and and they can run the football for 100, 150 yards a game. That's the only way they're gonna you know keep the season alive until he gets back. And, and, and I'm going to say this again, okay? Zeke Elliott is 27 years old, right? Mm-hmm. He is, I, I mean, we have him for locked up for two or three years. Run the hell out of him. Yep. Run every 20 or every million dollars we're paying him. Run, run, run. I don't know. Stop. You know, stop making it so that, you know, like we're, we're holding him off for something or we're trying to keep him healthy for the year. Run him. I don't understand. He he looks like he's in the best shape of his life. Run the man 25, 30 times. Yeah, I I am I am interested for this next game. Not not because of you know, like I'm more interested than I am kind of depressed to watch this next game because I really want to see if the Cowboys do something that I haven't seen the Cowboys do in so long. Can they learn and 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 you know, take what what happened in this game and change the offense up and change the way they played up to try to win this game? Or are they just gonna gonna push it away and say, you know, rush you're in, let's try to do the same thing and win. I really am interested to see because that's what I've seen for the last couple of years is is pushing it away and just doing the same thing and not learning. Can they can they actually go back to running the football and and maybe keeping a game close and and you know pulling off an upset with their backup quarterback? I'm interested to see. So yeah. That is right. uh, and on one fi- wait, hold, yeah. one final note before mm-hmm. you sign off. Okay, five teams who were in the playoffs last year played non-playoff teams and lost this week. Wow. Which one are you the least concerned about? The Raiders, the Titans, the Packers, the Patriots, or the 49ers? I still think it's the 49ers, and because it's the only NFC team in there that I 
that I think is still a pretty good team and maybe overreacting for that, you know, week week one loss. Because the Raiders, I'm not that concerned over because I think that they did a lot of good things. Uh, we may have overreacted on how good they'll be. I still think they'll be around that, you know, pack of, you know, in the hunt deep into the season. So I'm not worried about them, you know, that much. But I am, I, I still believe that this 49ers team has the defense uh, to, to be a contender. Um, and I think they did their best. And then it just kind of got out of hand. And Fields, Fields was the best player on the field. Uh, you know, no pun intended there. But, you know, Trey Lance, I still want to see in a good setting, you know, at home maybe. See if he can get, you know, Debo involved. Ayuk was involved early. Debo needs to be more involved. Um, we'll, yeah. I, I, I still think that in, a, in an NFC that a lot of teams lost, less, you know, lost yesterday. The Cardinals I'm concerned about. The Packers definitely concerned about. Uh, I think they should be fine, especially in a division that's going to be all 0-1 after the first week. Yeah, isn't that amazing? If Seattle loses tonight, they'll all be 0-1. Yep. The whole NFC West. The whole a, a division NFC we thought West. that was going to be unbelievable yep you know so good times man i'm gonna try to get over my depression by next week yep and you know let's see what can happen let's see what they do uh maybe they bring a veteran in uh to to you know play while Dak is is injured here so hopefully the broncos win and, and cash my lock tonight um and then we'll be back friday with week two and get to that preview as well um and and you know keep football going so it was a good weekend of of football uh, of of watching football entertaining football not great uh for those cowboys there but we'll see everyone friday